I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. A local shelter dog, rather, is looking for a soft landing after being dumped by his owners because they say he's gay. Bill Gates did not invent anything. You know that volcano that just erupted? There was more CO2 released from that one volcano erupting than everything human beings have ever done. Where did you find that? The basic program was made by some mathematics professors. Fact check, volcanoes do not produce more <laughs> CO2 emissions than human activity. The office operating system was by a software engineer and he bought it for 15,000. Because a hungry dog is an obedient dog. Well, if we're not causing people to be hungry to work, then we're providing them with all the meals they need sitting at home. Capitalism is exploitation. Now watch this drive. I've been saying this. Got him. That was my partner who called me and left me a voicemail and refuses to use the voicemail on the website. <laughs> so she'd rather do a super low quality. Call. <laughs> yeah. While she while she was driving Sounds to like class. Sounds like a moving car. <laughs> yeah. While she was driving to class. Some of us worked really hard on that voicemail feature. Uh, so it <laughs> does sting it. a little bit. No, a lot of people have been saying this. Um, and yeah, I've many, gotten many people that we've gotten a lot of liquor. DMs and messages that are saying you have to get Carl off the show because he's basically. Uh, he's yeah, Peter. I, I I do love he's the like taste a, of sh- of clean rubber on the uh, bottom leather, of the cups. Leather. Or you, you don't know, like rubber. So you go for the bottom. You yeah. lick the bottom. You gotta lick the bottom. Uh, Isn't that that's interesting? Oh. Yeah, that's the <laughs> least. I would say that's the least clean rubber. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> my uh, what? I'm sorry. My my frame of reference for he's licking boots is different than everybody else's. <laughs> yeah, no one ever really talks about the logistics for... of it. Nobody ever talks yeah. about like which cut true. of the boot. You like the most because I always think you, like you're bowing down to lick the top, but yeah, if you're getting stepped on, then that's a whole different perspective. Yeah, Dude, but now yeah. it's getting like when weird they step on you, you're like, oh, this. Why tastes are you licking so it at good. this point? Well, there's just, gum. <laughs> there's gum or something on the bottom that you know you got to be licking. Katie does have a point. I actually overlooked those things that you know cops do give people DUIs just for when they're pulling over people for random things and yeah. I don't know if that makes me a bootlicker, but no, this <laughs> but you know just the final Especially nail in Arizona, the coffin. They passed that law where you could where cops can legally profile latinos essentially that was odo's target at yeah in case they're illegals i'm doing air quotes for the listeners yeah that yeah. should be um that should be illegal <laughs> we should there's a few things that we need to bring back one of them is crucifixion crucif- crucifixion for uh whoever proposed that crucificate them yeah crucificate you guys did i send you guys that picture of the crucifix that i got yeah or that i saw in the hospital the oh, the one where it was just like floating in space or <laughs> yeah, something. It's, it's, like, it's like this is like this new version of a crucifix where Jesus isn't actually nailed to the cross. He's kind of just floating on the cross, and you know his arms aren't nailed to the cross, his feet aren't nailed to the cross. He's just like floating, and he's got his arms actually like out, like like for a like, hug, right? Yeah, kind of like yeah. a hug. But his his shoulders are above like the the cross, you know, the actual cross section. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not to be outdone. And I'm just like I I had to laugh. I was like. What the, what the fuck the is this? A little bit, yeah. yeah, like that. This is not. This is not the crucifixion. This, I was with him up until this. This is point. like this is like the buddy. This is like the buddy Christ, you know, from Dogma. I, you know, I, <laughs> realism has always been a guiding principle in the uh, <laughs> arts, and uh, I think no, no, no. I get, I, I get of, it, but but come on, but come on. I think the uh, cr- the picture wasn't he he was fairly brown skin though so there was some realism to it it's more realistic uh, like, than no, like most wait. crosses i've seen then in, in the, the cross that i in the cross yeah, that i showed one, wasn't he wasn't no like... no the one the one that i showed was uh it was a brown cross and then the jesus was just like gold oh okay 
There like the no emoji, coloring. the default emoji color. That's what. Let's let's, yeah. let's dispense it emo- with the debate. It was emoji it was floating opulent, hug Jesus. An opulent Jesus. Jesus was Homer Simpson color. <laughs> that that would be funny. Uh, so, Jesus all right, let's uh, so skip right to yeah. Elmo on display. Can you read this one? Should I have covered it? Kinda. Hold on, I gotta. Okay, <laughs> so cheat. it kind of looks like it looks like graffiti on the wall. Like on a wall or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's and like a some... really zoomed in like piece of a impressionist painting or something like that. I can kind of see it. Uh, it's got yellow yellow writing. It looks like it says pinchers of coal or something like that. Um nope. <laughs> something of something. Any... <laughs> I don't know if any any clues Rich, would really Richers. Okay, so you you can read the last few letters, I I take it. Of the first yeah. word. Churches yeah. of something goat coat. Okay, I bet I bet listeners would actually have gotten it by by just the the pronunciation that you're doing right now. Churches of goat. <laughs> Churches of goat. It looks like I mean a coat goat. I that last that last word. The I last word is loaf. Loaf. Oh. Uh, <laughs> pictures of loaf. Pictures. No pictures like p i t c h e r s. I don't, it doesn't make any sense. No. No, I mean, actually, it doesn't make any sense anyways. The real, uh, the real band. It's hard because the, the first couple letters in the first word are yellow and blurry, and they're over, like, white Yeah, graffiti. it's all actually the same, but the camera angle is making it. it it's Fletch- a foil, so it's reflective. Fletchers? Is it, is it, is it C-H-E-R-S at the end, though? Yes, it is. Yeah. The, the bleachers. The bleachers of bleachers, loaf? Bleachers of loaf. It's Preachers a band, um, of from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Pre- Preachers of Loaf, Fletchers <laughs> uh, of Loaf, Letchers uh, of Loaf. Lebanon Front is the big hit by this band, and it's the first track um, on this album. It is Loaf. Yeah, it's Archers loaf. of Loaf. Archers of Loaf. Yeah. I, I, what does it I mean? What do they mean um, by that? You know, I'm not really sure where they came up with this this name. In all honesty, I, I really I'm don't look know. It it's a uh, Eric Bachman who's the lead singer. He had his pretty good solo career and he's also in a crooked fingers which was essentially a solo act but nonetheless 93 really great record very weird indie rock off kilter kind of detuned dissonant Since it isn't clear rock. what the band's name refers to yeah yeah but its quirkiness is in keeping yeah. with song titles like hate paste audio whore and yeah. vocal shrapnel they have an uh, a song called power walker that's the best it's like power walker why don't you just fucking run Oh, it says, according to Alias Records, <laughs> they didn't fun. want to discuss their band name in every interview, so they made up the most nonsense name they could. Of course, it's the first question on every interviewer's list. Yeah. So this, yeah, this is happens. huge for me in high school, though. This is like the first Sonic Youth in this band were the first like kind of odd art rock, indie rock stuff that I listened to yeah. that kind of changed the whole direction from listening to you know Pearl Jam and Nirvana and the more accessible rock that was getting popular at the time. I always associated Sonic Youth with um, the drug crowd, like the same. Because I feel like the same people that listen to Sonic Youth were either the same people or friends with the people that loved the Grateful Dead. Really? Who were, yeah, who were all just drug heads. Yeah, it was only Grateful Dead. They were all in, weed in heads. High school. It was all just Grateful Dead folks. You know, yeah. they, you'd have a few fish folks thrown in there, but... I mean, yeah, Bob Marley, kind of every tie-dye yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Everyone Archers has a of fucking Loaf and Sonic Bear. Youth was exclusive to the, the art punks, the ones that were, thought that they were better than you. And may yeah. still think they're better than you. Yeah, they are. They may know they're better than you. <laughs> yeah, they're better than me. It's okay. <laughs> all right. Any, we should any, see... Any it, questions? I don't, <laughs> nobody can, like, stop us. I, I, I think what would help me is somebody who's musically, I would say, stunted. If we could get the license to, to play some of these bad boys. Under I the think album we can. Display. It's a podcast. And no podcasts right now go through content ID. YouTube is adding more native support for podcasting, which is cool. Because most people that have a podcast that don't like go through all the hoops of having it hosted somewhere with an RSS feed, they just distribute it as a thing on YouTube. And I think that they want to get a more formal hand on that ball. So it looks like they're letting you add your show by RSS feed and they're potentially going to let you tag existing content as a podcast. I don't know if they're going to yeah. expose an RSS feed for other platforms. I don't know how they're going to do that. Yeah, they could, I, but uh, that would be cool. But I think they, they kind of want everything on, on their platform. Uh, and I they're mean, of course would... 
doing it as an offshoot of YouTube Music, and you know that's competing largely with Spotify, mm. who also does podcasts. I mean, it would make sense. I feel like it wouldn't be that far fetched to go straight from just streaming the audio as a podcast if you like as a non video. It, it is going to be audio only initially, but they're going to fast follow with video. The articles that I've seen have straight up mentioned that it's going to be content ID, and the number one podcast category right now is music podcasts, followed by like sports. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a lot of a lot of podcasts are just dedicated to like introducing artists and doing, you know, DJ kind of stuff like a radio show. Mm. And uh, that's going like, to be like Joe Rogan type stuff. <laughs> I would put him more in the sports category. <laughs> well, it's going to turn, I think, a lot of people off to it uh, just because podcasting is a medium that is somewhat decentralized and that mm-hmm. it's there's not just one place you go for podcasts it's distributed a lot of people still just straight up download the files to their hard drive and listen yeah. i mean that's those people there's there's not many of them anymore but that's still a thing and so for youtube to say hey basically we want to be the podcasting platform and we want to make it more restricted because that is a big part of obviously their model is in advertising and nobody wants to advertise against things that don't follow whatever standards. And they want to have it just be the kind of uh, injected advertisements into the audio and into the video podcast. That's that's their model. And podcasting in general, it's mostly live reads. Like one of the reasons that you can get more money as a podcaster for the ad reads that you do is because podcasting as a medium has got more of like an intimate vibe to it. And so it's kind of like you're personally endorsing those ads and so you don't really have the same like micro targeting you're just basically just injecting it into content where you so either like really general purpose stuff like squarespace or the meal service things that don't really that the the market is everyone yeah Yeah, i've seen i've seen two different types of the ad stuff i've seen the stuff where it is you know the the red you know uh ads but then i've also had those where they're it's basically just the whole podcast is bookended by the same four Mm -hmm. or five ads which honestly if you listen to like three or four of those, you get real tired of them real quick. And it's been a huge turnoff for me. I'd much rather them, you know, read them, even though I, I it's like the same idea, right? I'm still getting an ad served to me somehow, but. But you're able something... to, I mean, with the, not that any advertising is really good. It always feels kind of dirty, but yeah. I think some of the most interesting advertisements are like the personal endorsement kind of things yeah. where you're, you're able if to sort of put your, though. put your own, put your own spin on the read or whatever. I actually don't mind the the ones where people are actually pushing a product that they're not getting paid for, you know, which isn't obviously necessarily ad, like actual advertising. You're, we're, but... we're talking about ads. You want to talk about people talking about stuff they like? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. Whenever, whenever someone's doing like a paid advert for something like that, it just, it doesn't feel, I don't know, legit. It just no, like of course. And I think. Bullshit. I like think they don't actually give a fuck about NordVPN. You know what I mean? It's just it's a very common thing. VPN. Like people just turn their turn their brains off when they see like a banner ad or something that even feels like mm-hmm, yeah. where a banner ad would be. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even put your eyes there. I was just uh, talking about this the other day. We we're it's signs. It's like billboard blindness. You know, banner blindness, billboard blindness. You know, your your like brain is filtering out the noise. Yeah, yeah. I, I was very... we we were driving and uh, Katie asked me. She's like. Did you see the sign for the estate sale? Like, do you want to go? I'm like, I don't see any of these signs anymore. Like, <laughs> I just, you know, you're just too, you're being too productive. You're, you're if, it, if it's not a traffic sign, I, I tune it out. Carl talking to people about ads they saw is like talking to the kid from the Sixth Sense. Yeah, exactly. You're like Carl's like I don't even the these aren't fucking real. Though. These can't be real. No, they're <laughs> not real. Mm-mm. I haven't seen a billboard in 20 years. <laughs> I wish I could say that, honestly. Um, I, I never used to see billboards for the past several years. Like, I, I mean, I know they're there. I just I don't read them all, that often. And obviously, it's like some of them are really bad. You know, I think the art of billboarding is kind of lost uh, in these the new generations. You know what I mean, though? Like, it you're used like to one be... of those old ad guys who are like. No, yeah, I know, I know. It sounds, I'm going to get an funny, Amazon like, bestseller on the I, on I, watch, I watch the Super Bowl spots, and there's just nothing there. Like, no, 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 no. But but now it's like you you if it's like they totally missed the feel point. Yeah, you're on coke. No, that's not what I mean. <laughs> it's just that they totally missed the the point that I'm driving at 90 miles an hour. I yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't have time to read that. a fucking paragraph on your billboard. You need like just a few words. Um, but they all got tuned out. But and they're, they're still kind of being tuned out, except that now when I do notice them, every single billboard is is a new like pot shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dispensary. That's the word I'm looking for. Like mm-hmm. every 
everyone Everyone. That's actually good information. There's like, there's, like, uh, there's like a new dispensary popped popping up every two days. I swear, good. It's insane. Yeah, we we can't have like any progress, so we just have to numb it as a society. Fine, whatever. The first time I, as an adult, went overseas, Ireland specifically, and drove a freeway, expressway, whatever they call them over there, and there were no billboards. That's mm-hmm. where it was like, it just kind of hit you. Yeah. <laughs> What's What's I, missing in this? I think we've had this conversation before, and I don't know <laughs> yeah. if we've talked about it on the show or not. But uh, I had the same feeling. I think driving through Canada, yeah. Uh, when if you go through the, um, is it the Blue Water Bridge that's down? That's in Huron, to, Port Huron. Port, Port Huron. Yeah. yeah. If you go that way, you're on the stretch of road for a while, you yeah. know. And there's no billboards. I feel like you get Stockholm syndrome. There's cops watching how fast you're going through via helicopter, but there's no billboards. I feel like if you go to a place that's not fully saturated in all the ads, you start to feel a little homesick. You start yeah. to be like, "This you're isn't. Like, oh, this is what I miss." Yeah. I don't. Well, there's I mean, no not even, reading material, you know. Right. Exactly. As you get more north in Michigan, the billboards get a little fewer and far between. Yeah, when you're on the it's just that they're yeah, but they're they're more about fast food and Jesus. Usually, yeah. <laughs> the fast food stuff just is random, always that's like, good intel. signs about Jesus, you know. Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. saves, you know. Yep. Yeah, he's, like he's paint, they painted him as Homer Simpson for some reason. <laughs> and he hugs. Jesus floats above his crucifix and hugs. Uh, speaking, so it of sounds Jesus, like billboards aren't performing very well. <laughs> uh, okay, we speaking both. Of Je- so Elon Musk, Jesus, how about that Elon Musk? <laughs> how about that Elon speaking Musk? of saviors, do we oh, need to do yeah. a roundup? Is it time for Elon roundup? Yeah, real quick, though, because I would like to spend the most time on the uh, third subject. Okay. <sighs> Where to, <laughs> Where to start? Where to start? Yeah. Uh, what's, Do you want to start with the productivity reports, or would you like to start We can, but earlier? that's like a billion years ago at this point. I know. Guys. That's like earlier this month. I think the second. That was the second. Unusual whales. 20, close to this 20 days ago. Yeah. What even happened of this? Did he, I don't did know. Did he get good I, ideas? Probably he's just, nothing. He's just doing stuff. We haven't gotten a chance to talk about really any of this stuff. Specifically, the he was mad about the Super Bowl because his tweet didn't perform as well as Joe Biden's oh, yeah, about yeah. the Super Bowl. And good. so his brother, <laughs> separate, like some relative of his, called like a meeting with a bunch of Twitter engineers and were like, we have to figure this out. We why have to. It, why was it his brother? I have no idea. Like, why did it's, that? I, I read like a little family. bit about that and I'm like, why is it? Why is what you need why your brother? Or he's like, I need and somebody who it the looks same like thing that he he fired an engineer because. Yeah. Of? Predating this, Elon was upset about his lack of engagement on his tweets, his lack of impressions. And he brought a bunch of the engineers into a room and he, I guess, was like worried he was being shadow banned by his own platform which is very funny to consider one of the only two remaining principal engineers like one of the big boys they brought up a chart and they were like well mm-hmm. this is consistent with you know elon musk on uh the google trend, trends yeah. right like yeah. i mean you just you're just not right now you're not in the news as much as you were like i think people are kind of burnt out on it and he fired him <laughs> he fucking fired him on the spot and my how dare, my suspicion, how dare him tell him the truth <laughs> my suspicion was basically like what he was trying he like he knows like there's like that's legitimate but he basically wanted to just complain enough until somebody took it on themselves to do the opposite and like boost his tweets unfairly and he didn't want to say it out loud though because that's loser shit embarrassing but eventually like the dam broke and he was like fuck it yeah we're doing it i'm surprised that's not happening already after now after the first time like somebody you know that he complained you'd think that the engineers would be like you know what fuck it let's just yeah let's keep our jobs and let's let's just just, let's just boost it I got a visa to protect. I'm going to boost this guy's tweets, man. <laughs> Front page, modal. Every time someone logs in, latest Elon tweet. Six million impressions in 30 minutes, man. Listen, it's just, that's exactly. that's a number in a database, folks. We'll <laughs> exactly. flip that switch for you. Easy. I do want to touch on a topic that we talked about before, which is how these tech billionaires are innovators. And I got to say that Musk <laughs> Musk is, uh, is quite an innovator uh, because... This new paid verification service that he's got. Now, Meta's got to have one on Instagram and Facebook. So. Oh, it's not the same reason, though. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean money? It's for privacy and security, right? Yeah, but you, no, it's not for either of those things. It's for money. The Meta thing is really funny, too, because I saw an ex-Meta engineer talking about how, like, no, like, this is actually, they've been working on this for a few years. They've been kind of playing with this idea. But a big part of it is just obviously pivoting from the fact that the ad models are just imploding. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. so, so they need to pivot in some way. And so it's so funny to see this massive like rebrand. We're doing the metaverse. It's fucking incredible. Like we're changing the world. Like, yeah, that's not working. Let's just charge everyone $12 a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to be on Facebook? It's an exclusive club now. What is their excuse for charging $12 a month? again they're actually doing like an id verification like they actually yes. are looking at your state id and they're like oh this is the person they're saying they are so to stop impersonators or i guess to like make theft. an overall like better so, wait let me let me get this straight so to be a verified account i need to pay 10.99 or 14.99 whatever it is if you're an ios you need to user. Pay, you need to pay a netflix no it's more money if the you're base an ios netflix user tier. yeah but if you're an ios user it's more money it's like 15 oh, you guys yeah. have more money so that's good so, Tim, so because Tim needs because <laughs> because they're going to verify yeah, my account using my driver's license and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you get however, a mark. However, uh, and I don't know if this is still true. So, um, take take this with a grain of salt. But if I want to delete my account and get rid of all my data, I can send in my photo ID that they're going to then look at and process to verify it's the right person for free. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but they won't give you the cool little check mark, and they won't boost your post. Yeah, or yeah I don't have to worry about a check mark at that point because it's gone. It's I'm, I'm just saying. No, all, all I'm saying is that they're they're processing. You know, they're using this excuse of processing your ID. Well, this but, is a monthly charge, though, so this isn't just the one time fee, right? It's a monthly charge. Yeah. yeah. So it, the ID. Yeah, but are they verifying your creds? Like, well, every, just they're assigning you to, a to dedicated identi identity verifier, yeah. and that identity verifier comes to your house uh, at three random times per month. Just to confirm that you're still you. Actually, it's just a van that parks outside of your house. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, and that, that shit adds up. You don't up. need a van. It actually it's process. not 0% interest rates anymore. They got to charge for that shit. It doesn't, no, that's not how that works. They ping from your phone. They already know where, you, where everything is. The best, the best grift, though, is Musk's idea with the two-factor authentication for brands. Oh, my God. Which, Wait. you know, there's, there's a cost for that now. I totally forgot about just, the 2FA stuff. Yeah. Yeah, remember? So this is like putting brands in a corner for any brand that's still advertising or still cares about Twitter. It's like, oh, SpaceX no, I have Tesla. to, because they have to use two-factor, because usually brands are sharing accounts. So two-factor is really the only way to do that and protect yourself without, you know, someone getting a hold of it. Yeah. Because usually, you know, somebody has a phone and they're like, sure, who's got the, who's getting the five-digit code? And then you spread it across, you know, PetSmart it's, does this. System. I'm the one with the system. code, so I know. Nonetheless, this is perfect. Because all brands use every week, you get out here and you I, paint an even bigger target on your back. I like, feel, yeah, I've got forty feel, billion dollars worth of guitars, and yeah. also I hold the keys to every every mission I feel, critical I feel that piece meta, of technology in our stack. Meta actually does that pretty well for their business accounts. You can bring in other people, and they yeah. just use their regular Facebook account, and then the admin can give anybody access and then the, you log the, in with your own account, which is kind of nice. Mm -hmm. I want it for those of you who don't know the two FA thing with Twitter. Elon was upset because apparently. They have $60 million in costs associated with uh, two-factor authentication over SMS. And it is true that SMS is not the most secure way to do two-factor authentication because there is more vectors for attack there. You can lose your number. You can lose your phone. People can, if they can get a hold of your phone company and convince them that they're you, they can have your phone number reassigned to them. Transferred, yeah. The ideal situation is to have a dedicated authenticator app on your phone where the ability to get into it is all encrypted and and all that stuff. The way that they're rolling it out is they're saying, okay, anybody who doesn't have Twitter Blue, anyone who doesn't pay this $8 a month, even for individual users, you have to not use SMS two-factor authentication anymore. You can't do it anymore. And if you don't turn it off, you'll get locked out of your account. Their excuse is like, yeah, and it's because like it's a not secure way to do it. But if you give us $8 a month, you can continue doing the unsecure uh, message. Yeah. Although I did find out the, the charge for 2FA over SMS is actually pretty ridiculous. Do you guys know how much it costs or how much Twilio charges per successful verification? I don't know. Probably two cents or something. It's five cents. Like that. Five cents. Wow. It's five cents, which is thick. Yeah. And I'm sure that Twitter isn't paying that full five cents. I'm yeah. sure they're on like volume pricing and everything. Sure. I get it. Like it's, it's all about the, the money, obviously, but it is just very funny how it's like, yeah, no, if you don't pay us $8, like we fuck you like we even if they're saying a penny per i mean that is oh it's it's still yeah that's for a company that's steep twitter. Yeah. that's steep yeah they're rolling a lot of these things into the twitter blue my, one of my complaints about twitter is is the video length that you can share with friends and stuff like if you want to post a video of something it's got it, it only goes up to uh, 140 seconds i think is what it is but with twitter blue you can post <laughs> longer videos and like, i mean I'm like not, it kind of I'm not paste paying you like eight bucks a month just so i can post i mean a video videos. storage I'm just gonna put it up to youtube for free and then it's link a, it. 
It is expensive. The 2FA thing, though, the cost of it is high. Most platforms understand that the cost of not having two-factor authentication, basically by any means necessary, increasing adoption, that's more expensive because you're dealing with more hacking and it degrades the quality of your platform. I am Schrodinger's surprise here when it comes to advertisers still on Twitter. Like, I can totally see why they are there and why, but I don't understand why they are there at the same time. I wonder if their rates have gone down, like for what it costs. I just feel like it was such a dumpster fire for so long. Like, the people that are still there, it's just like, why? If it's getting cheaper because there's less demand, then it makes sense to me. Yeah. He also tweeted, he was like, yeah, no, uh, ads on Twitter, they suck. Nobody ever buys anything from them. Really helping your case here, man. Nobody ever buys anything from the ads on Twitter. But uh, hey, advertisers, uh, you yeah, want to get out $8 here? A get month in here, please. To log into your shit. Well, I mean, at least they're not liable for the content people post on their platform. Hey, guys, big fan. I wanted to hear your thoughts on the Supreme Court's impending ruling on Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. I don't know a lot about it, despite being a law student. And, uh, figured it would be a a good question for the oh so knowledgeable ones such as yourself true this guy sounds like a paid actor (laughs) who paid this guy thank you charlie i'm gonna be honest i don't know that much about 230 as well i've seen it in the headlines but i haven't paid too much so most people know section 230 probably from trump (laughs) and the republicans uh, relentless attacks on Twitter and Facebook and and a lot of their quote unquote tech enemies, the liberal uh, bastions of big tech, and the Republicans' constant attacks due to the, the social Marxists. Yeah, that their messages are being uh, repressed and uh, liberal messages are being promoted. So they're constantly threatening to take Section Two Hundred and Thirty away. Trump has been quoted saying that at least a dozen or two dozen times. And uh, and that's the real reason they banned it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, that's the real reason they banned them. So there's two cases, Gonzalez versus Google and Twitter versus Tomney that were recently argued Tuesday, February 21st was Gonzalez versus Google. Twitter versus Tomney was Wednesday, February 22nd. This is really recent. And those both hit on both Section 230 and the anti-terrorism legislation. So essentially, both of those cases are arguing that individuals were harmed or killed in these cases because of ISIS recruitment videos being posted on either YouTube or Twitter. ISIS content, I should say, ISIS recruitment content being posted on both of those platforms. And that content not being censored led directly to the murder of two individuals. So the Supreme Court is actually breaking opposite of what you might think, or maybe not. So basically the Republicans are breaking on, no, this is free speech. These companies, Google, Twitter, they deserve to be protected. And uh, Kagan, Sotomayor, are both arguing that maybe there's a case here. Maybe Section 230 needs to be revisited. Maybe these companies do have some responsibility for um, sharing this content. Specifically, it's focused on not just the fact that the content exists on these platforms, but the content is being promoted as, if you watch this, you might like this. So it's recommended viewing. And we've all been there. We've all went down the YouTube rabbit hole. It was where like you're, further radicalization. You yeah. Know, through, so you, 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 watch, you watch one, uh, I don't know, Joe Rogan interview with Jordan Pearson before you know it. You're being inundated with like, watch this Ben Shapiro video. Watch this uh, Steven Crowder video or what have you. And then you're alt right in, you know, you're. How uh, to get alt right in 30 minutes. <laughs> the <laughs> exactly. recommendation stuff is, I think, because I think for me, it's very simple if it's just like a online place where you can go find stuff and it's not the content itself isn't like explicitly illegal then i don't think that they really would have any i don't really think it would be on them like legally because you would just put it somewhere else i mean that's what the internet is but by virtue of them having the recommendation algorithms that they have which is a big part of their business model it does mean that not only is that content visible on their platform and available they're actually like you said they're they're pushing it they're giving it space to be able to uh, not just passively like, like people find it like they're they're putting they're they're punting that content to people well yeah but, but an so, algorithm is yeah an, an algorithm, algorithm is. right but, but, but i mean it, but it's you know it's mm-hmm. their car but yeah, the, it is mm-hmm. but don't but wouldn't the same laws apply to just regular broadcast news in what way well i mean i understand that an algorithm is pushing the data 
in the in the case of like the websites but you know broadcast sure news th- would get sued though if they were right they actually do they, they are liable a but, it, but, but why because it's because their content the it's the difference between the it's yeah. the difference between like publishing the it's like Section 230 says, no, no, no. The existence of the content on the platform is not the platform's endorsement. And let's let's just rewind really quick. So Section 230, the spirit of the the law is a newspaper can be held liable for their content, um, even with freedom of the press, even with, you know, um, freedom of speech. They can be held liable because simply the amount, the quantity of the content is easy to censor. There's no excuse for them to print. And they have editorial control over every line that goes. Exactly. Every through. single piece, every character within that's. Yeah. Printed. I and they're, just, they're I paying guess, for that content. I guess they're, they're with down, YouTube. I, with I YouTube, I'm, they get trillions of hours of videos uploaded a month. And it was right. user generated versus. Yeah. So you have to rely on algorithmic censorship. Most of the time you can do some crowdsourcing things. You can have your mm-hmm. users flag things, but oftentimes Something's flagged, it's taken down, it's uploaded moments later, dozens of times, you know, it spreads like a virus and yep. before, you know, it just, it's just too much. People flip the video. We were talking about this before. So people can get around copyright. They'll flip it horizontally. They'll pitch shift it a little bit. So the algorithm can't catch it the next time or, or what have you. So there's always um, loopholes and uh, it's basically an impossible task for a human being or for any amount of human beings to, to keep ahead of. Well, and I think one of the things that people don't consider when talking about content moderation, especially manual content moderation, it's an important thing. One of the most taxing parts of it is the fact that people have to look at that content. Imagine the shit that content moderators have to wade through on some of these platforms. Uh, I used to be a content moderator for a dating app, and it's it's horrible. Really? really? Yeah, uh, it's as a user for the app. If you're on there for a little bit, they reach out to you and they're like, hey, you know, would you feel like moderating? And then you start getting all of these posts that you have to moderate are which, you just were you checking to see if it's a valid user or just a multi uh no usually it's images that go against the oh, the policy the, the policy terms. so it's like yep that's a dick yep that's a dick yep that's a dick. <laughs> so you were, you mostly were jobs <laughs> looking at dicks i mean you know it's stuff like that like you it's know hot it's hot dog or not hot dog yeah <laughs> kind of you would not believe you know or it's, yeah it's almost never person, a hot dog is this person's profile being racist you know stuff like that or sex you know it's oh, just stuff like man. that but but to your point you're like you're so good at it dating apps that they were like you should you should be in charge of or he was on there for so long i was that's that's yeah i was on there for so long <laughs> i'm sorry i mean no it's fine i was thinking it i was supposed to but uh no it's funny they um, get him get him they uh but no it's it, to your point though drew like the stuff that you get you, you have to like wade through they have to just, like therapy therapy yeah, the costs are like it can GPT be pretty massive. bad the open ai team was complaining about that they outsourced it somewhere i forget where in pakistan or something but yeah, these people were having like nightmares and stuff and this absolutely grueling job because they were just constantly going over Kenya. the most gruesome Kenya. Yeah, the, the most gruesome photos you could imagine. So to teach Dali, it was to teach one of those products the difference between it's what, a thankless good fucking and bad. job. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it, it already knows a, if it's good and you're bad and we're bad. It already knows that. Here's a quick thing that an original thought on well, maybe it's not original probably no original thoughts on our podcast yeah be careful about that because we might not be protected (laughs) for long um here's a thought that i had based on reading this for the past couple days the electronic frontier foundation has really great articles on this they're absolutely pro section 230 unapologetically pro section 230 because they think it's gonna threaten free speech the internet would get really fucking shitty if if yeah yeah there's no way there's no way if there's to not just, something decent to replace it. The Supreme Court doesn't write laws. So if they struck down Section 230, that would be the end of free speech online, as we know it. Like, no doubt. Probably, probably half of all YouTube videos would go unlisted immediately. But my thought is the trouble here overall is these platforms spend way too much money, time and effort on ad revenue and engagement and making sure that you're seeing the next pair of pants or nike shoes or whatever in your 15 second pre-roll then they Tasty do on censorship basically my point is capitalism is not compatible with free speech in this instance i do am you... totally pro free speech <laughs> oh i'm but because they're so fixated on making sure you know th- those recommendations pop up making sure that you go down that rabbit hole make making sure that you literally never walk away and i, I brought up my son quite a few times and he's of the age that he watches a lot of youtube and he he actually had this question about 
why don't they display the thumbs down on YouTube, but they display the thumbs up? Why don't they display both of them? Listen, they don't care about either. <laughs> All they care about is that you're watching. So that thumbs down thing is just some nonsensical metric that maybe creators are looking into and thinking, oh, well, maybe I won't post that content. But in all intents and purposes, a thumbs down to a YouTube algorithm would count just as much as a thumbs up. I would imagine it'd be very similar. Yeah, yes. that's, that's yeah. people are watching it and we're serving ads against it. Doing a comment, pressing the notification icon, yeah. the bell. Well, and that's the thing. Whatever you do is going to be way more important than... Yeah, just all it does is mark engagement. Yeah, so activating an ISIS terrorist cell... <laughs> is low on the totem pole when you have to make, you know, 3% year over year profit gains. This essentially needs to be protected. Section 230, I firmly think needs to be protected, but these issues will continually arise due to the fact that YouTube, Twitter, they're never going to invest. I mean, look at Elon just fired all his content moderation team. They're never going to invest adequately in the algorithms and the people that are required to tune those algorithms in order to stop this stuff from happening. That's not an objective. Why would it be an objective of theirs? It doesn't really impact their bottom line all that much. And that's with 230. I mean, if you could replace it with something better, I'm sure that we could maybe in an ideal world, we could have legislation that protects the open spirit of the internet while also trying to hold platforms accountable for their reckless pursuit of profit, which is causing all of these problems. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they're completely squandering the responsibility that they have. They are like at this point, arbiters of human knowledge and human information. And they've so concentrated just from a couple decades of advancing technology and the concentration of, of the gains of that. I don't have the solution to all of that, short of obviously change the economic system, something better. I don't see that happening. So I think obviously we have to have more practical uh, conversations. More Yeah, and, and the only compatible way to actually control this information and to, to censor this information in a, uh, I wouldn't even call this a just way, this is actually an even more awful way, is what's happening to Twitter right now of a mass exodus of advertisers because they don't want their product alongside, I don't know, ISIS training videos. Yeah, but just ISIS that, tweets but, or whatever. But for every for every, you know, company that doesn't want their shit alongside ISIS videos, there's there's one that does or doesn't care. That, yeah. No, no, are, you're right. But you know. we can only hope in that specific instance. And again, I'm not even certain that this is going to really meaningfully change because the whole design the whole system is set up for this very thing yeah yeah but if well, they, did, they, they keep you, you in have, your echo chamber as well you yeah know if I you mean? did have like a 75 percent exodus or even a 50 percent exodus and it hit the bottom line then that social network may cease to be a social network simply because it can't pay its bills anymore you know well no, then you get saudi arabia to invest in when facebook first started i would call it a social network but now i don't even know if i would call it i think that the model is, i i don't think that 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 same, I don't think it's going to be that again. I think mm -hmm. if you look at the where the money is, I think TikTok kind of proved out that there's a lot more power in globally recommended algorithmic shit with a little bit of you know human to human connections. I think it's very sad, but like TikTok has very little to do with like connecting with your friends, right? Yeah, and Twitter less and less has anything to do with like staying in the know with your friends. Facebook, well, people don't I really mean, like using it, it anymore. So like, I, I think Twitter. I feel that way about Twitter. Like, I feel that Twitter is kind of a pointless platform, right? But I don't. Well, I I do. I, but no. But, but I'm saying. But I've talked to several people who say that Twitter is actually just a really great platform in like these niche communities where they can share ideas and information with all of these people in these communities that they don't have to necessarily like be connected with, you know, on a personal level with Facebook or something like that. Like, you know, there was the whole exodus of Twitter that happened where everyone was trying to go to like, was it a post or Mastodon or something like that, but they all don't do what Twitter does. And, you know, that's keeping everybody in the loop on, you know, the hashtags, right? To me, Twitter, I think had the potential to be, and it was in many cases, something very interesting and very special. It was where the news was like a lot of catalysts. It was, well, one of the uh, the main avenues for communication for the Arab Spring. It was a significant network for dissonance and for for revolution for a brief period of time. Yeah. But it was very important. 
But like well, anything, you... Jack Dorsey complained like right off the bat, right when it became public, the capitalist motivations outshined the usefulness. Think about we have these rolling power outages over the last few weeks our utility company was not very responsive, you know, like all their systems were kind of going down. And so what I've always done in that situation is you go to Twitter and you just search mm -hmm. for the keywords, you know, the, the name of utility, like, and you kind of start to get a, just a crowdsource sense of what's going on with this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, we, people have, to, and you know, you kind of have to filter some of that on your own, but where else do you go to get that kind of fire hose when you need it? Uh, actually, uh, I, I use down detector a lot. Yeah. Twitter was yeah. the first down detector though. But it's like, but I mean, yeah, okay. So I can see like a bunch of, you know, comments of, you know, people who go to down detector, but it's like, if you have Twitter as a platform where people like, I think it is interesting because it is, it does support those niche communities and those niche things. But if you have enough people on it, it's like, you always know that if you look something up on it, you're going to see people talking about it. Yeah, that's like, fair. Yep. Which, no, and that's I, why I think, I, I think tw something like Twitter should be a public utility in an ideal world. Yeah. No, I mean, Twitter, I didn't find it that useful of a utility, but. Now that you've mentioned that, you're, you're right. I've, I've done that several times, actually, where I've had issues where I can't get through on a phone call because they're it's not the services that they're down. It's just maybe it's just wait times. Right. But you their social media people are able to help you immediately. You know, One of, because crazy. because it's happening publicly and they don't want to look like shit. Well, like, but, uh, but but even if it isn't happening publicly, even if like you just message them for a personal problem, uh, you know, with like your, your line or something like that, it's like you go to a. They, you know, you I'm feeling kind of bummed message. out. No, I mean, you go to a direct message, though, and they handle it right there, you know, and it's just like, yeah. oh, it's like the same yeah. people, though, are handling it. I don't understand. And, like, what? And uh, <laughs> when I say, anyway, when I said, I think, like, I that's it's where, off track. it's where the news is, though. I mean, we've talked about this before, just how many news articles you see are just downstream from shit that originally broke on Twitter. Yeah. Like, and so kind of it's having just, it's, it's a fire hose, right? Like you get that you that's what makes Twitter more addictive where it's like you have that kind of access to just the raw information on things as it happens. Mm -hmm. I started kind of getting away from the social media apps, all of them really, once they started changing the settings to where I would want to see stuff that I haven't seen, like or in chronological order, but then they started pushing it to, you know, the way they want you to see it. Now there's more ads injected into it. Your feed isn't even your feed anymore. It's I might like be in the minority here, but feed that they like, want you to have. <laughs> I've never really had much of a problem with the, the recommended feed. Like I've always kind of thought no, that, that I, was good. I think... I think it just depends on like what you're looking for. Like so sometimes it's it's okay, but for the most part, Facebook was a good example because you want something like Facebook. On. I would absolutely want to see like all my friends' stuff in a chronological, chronological order, order, right? Yeah, but, and like, you can something like a Twitter or a TikTok. A lot of these things now too, they like to refresh all of the content if you you know if you leave or come back like the second that you reload in the it's app. More ethereal, yeah, yeah. So you lose your spot and all that kind of stuff, and they're like, oh, we gotta serve you these new ads. The only thing um, I, I dislike, which you're kind of touching on a little bit, is the echo chamber aspects. Yeah, the like, yeah, exactly. I love like, it. Like, I, I feel safe. I feel protected. <laughs> I feel like bubbles. I'm in a nice little bubble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, you were touching on it too with the promotion and the, um, you know, the recommended stuff. Because obviously, all the all the recommended thing is going to do is just recommend stuff you that they think you like already. So of course, it's going to be echo chamber stuff or stuff that, mm -hmm. but or stuff you don't like with somebody under it being like, "This is bad," and you're like, "Yeah, it is." Yeah, well, I agree that the bad things are bad. Yeah, honestly, when when we first looked at this, I, you know, we kind of touched on two thirty before we uh, started talking about it, and I kind of thought it was bad. <laughs> I was like, we need to get rid of it. I don't, I didn't know that much about it, but I still don't think that these companies need to be necessarily protected. At the same, but the implications time, of that, I had this going in, but then honestly, listening to Randy kind of talk about it, and you, you know, you guys bring up some valid points. I, I kind of agree with you now. I don't think it be repealed but or maybe it needs to be changed i don't know i i don't think that they should have like this get out of jail free card necessarily for all of it yeah and you know the, the, like, the like thing about they shouldn't is... be, they shouldn't be allowed to just do these like echo chamber type algorithms that just constantly you know like you say like kind of force you in a direction it's kind yeah. of like that, that it's person. not even that it's because if you stumble on a sewing video because you're getting into you know sewing sure I was, trying to think, I was trying to think a different, <laughs> different term. But, yeah, sorry. And, I don't uh, know about and, sewing to help you. You know, you're, you're watching on a, I don't know, a sewing machine. And then before you know it, you're watching hems and you're watching yeah. all these different uh, videos. That's totally fine. That's the algorithm working in a wholesome and valid way. But if you stumble on something that's slightly radical and then before you know it, you're down to 
ISIS training videos and why all the infidels need to die and Muhammad is great and blah, blah, blah. Most people are fine with some forms of radicalization and not fine with other forms of radicalization. Yeah. And so the the obvious question is just a general free speech question. Like who gets to decide, you know, which rabbit holes, which echo chambers are okay. And I'm just not comfortable with saying that like we should be like writing policies around like but what, should there how... be but but should there be like something on it like is a would a like a labeling thing be be a thing like hey this is it's the same be... thing same same problem. yeah but they could do it on all of it you know i don't know i don't know just like a little meter where it's like this is x percentage radical yeah, like i don't know i but i, don't I know but it's, it's I don't like obviously solution we don't like some of the current results of the system as it currently exists and i don't know fair, if it's a like policy maybe some, question maybe some people do want to be radicalized by isis you know, well, clearly know. that's the one. Yeah, that's, clearly that's, that's <laughs> like, the algorithm working. Right, there's a demand for. They were just fulfilling that demand. The um, thing, Randy, about but actually public- joining a radical group isn't a crime. No, like, no, the crime was murder. Is yeah. doing crimes, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, like we do. You, it, like, so the question is like, what content is criminal versus what content isn't criminal? And that's an extremely complicated question. Like, forget two thirty. But the thing is, when you get rid of two thirty then all of the platforms get extremely fucking skittish about everything. And you basically yeah. just lose but your, I mean, to devil's advocate, there has been an extreme increase of violent radicalization, specifically all right. And stuff like white supremacy and Nazism and, and what have you. But the same rings true for, Groups like ISIS and, and a lot of terrorists. And that's partly, like, like I'm sure these, these these platforms are partly to blame, but unfortunately, yeah. it's not illegal to be a Nazi. But the trouble, and this is both a It probably should of, be. Both a combination of the echo chamber effect and just the existence of the internet, which allows marginal groups to be in more cohesive networks. Like we were talking about furries. Furries would not have the conferences they have today and the uh, and the support they have today if there wasn't the internet. Everything from forums to user groups to Twitter channels to YouTube videos have mm-hmm. kind of brought a bunch of marginal people that probably all thought they were alone in the world together. And of decade or 15 years ago, atheists found each other and in, in found Richard Dawkins, their Bible, you know, on, yeah. on Reddit and all those channels. And then they and, and then they dropped the ball real bad, <laughs> didn't they? Occupy Wall Street movement, very similar story. They all found each other. Uh, you know, it's like all these marginal groups that have been struggling for years and years and years to to find uh, cohesive. Uh, and then they do, and then they know. implode in on themselves. <laughs> that, that does happen often. When the end result is further marginalization and, and oppression and, and violence, and it's a tough nut to crack. And I wouldn't throw my hands up in the air and say that it's impossible. I'm sure there's some way without thwarting free speech some way to slow down this maybe uh, this is maybe this is reductive but you touched on this like the driving force for these things is just the profit incentive mm -hmm. and that the profit incentive is also what is creating material conditions that lend themselves more towards violent radicalization of all stripes Mm -hmm. and some of them i agree with some of them i don't that's barely a joke but the overall thing is that it feels like this is just trying to treat symptoms, right? Like mm-hmm. if you, if it yeah. wasn't these platforms, like we're just going to play whack-a-mole similar to like the, the DEA doing the exact same thing where it's like, you just go into these, like you, you, you take on these random issues and you're like, Oh, we're going to focus all of our, this is the thing. This is the main thing. We need to focus all of our time and energy on this. Like for under Obama, it was like the dentist is giving out too many painkillers. We need to rank. It's like, that's not, there's, larger structural issues here than like the point of sale <laughs> and but we're like incapable of addressing those things so we just have to build these really easily digestible issues because it's all media like even the stuff the fucking government even the supreme court it's all media do you think that if the monetary incentive wasn't there that if we went back to the beginning of youtube where there really wasn't an algorithm do you think that would be better well i think to drew's point it's not it's a combination of the monetary incentive and the and the material conditions on the ground what he's suggesting is that, you know, people make a living wage. Healthcare is a is a right. You know that that kind of stuff. Like, the, de- the demand no, for radicalism drops a lot if people like yeah, if people are comfortable like, and have like are able crime, to live with dignity. Crime in the uh, you know the yeah. inner city. Crime in the inner city drops when you give people money. That's but that's that's one Crazy. side of the radicalization. It's almost there's, like there's poverty still, the, as a motivation for the, crime. No. There's still the hate side of radicalization, which I isn't usually driven by money. I think the hate it, is. Mm, 
It can be. I can see it. But if there's other, I think there's other factors involved. There's actually a a beautiful quote. I forget um, who this is sourced from, but fear and hate is a cover for pain. So it's basically a way for someone to act out because they have trauma or pain. And you're, fun- and you're funneling is- existing anxieties yeah. and that pain. pain is, is most definitely from material. There's a reason that ISIS has such a strong foothold in some of the poorest communities in the Arab world. You know? Because they, they, they like make the water run. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, well, in, in, at least in those areas and whatever. And it's like they, they're offering an alternative to people's like horrifying, shitty yeah, situation. The Taliban was cutting off hands of people that were exploiting their workers. Like they brought order where there was none in a very brutal and absolutely disgusting way. And, you know, Sharia law and all that stuff. But for poor people, it was like a savior, you know, it's like the mob in a a poor neighborhood, you know, people don't understand when everybody's getting robbed by petty thugs. We've all seen the Godfather, (laughs) but everyone, everyone looks at like, they, they look at, they look at, you know, ISIS, they look at terror cells, they look at, people who would mug people on the street like you look at them as like something other than like human beings it's like so far removed for me like you could never understand what would motivate somebody to do that but like coming to the realization that if you were raised in the same conditions and you had the same environment and you were born in the same place in the same way like you would be those people the way that you go about your life is determined more than anything else on your environment understanding that like the more that we can have a positive impact on people's environments the more these types of things would drop in severity and in just frequency. But even beyond that, like back to the original point, which is the profit incentive, which you were just touching on, Carl, being engagement and being like viewership. Yeah, that's probably a step in the right direction. Let's try to revisit that because, you know, world socialism is probably not right around the corner. So right off the bat, maybe an augmentation of a 1996 law, which is Section 230, Communication Decency Act, was passed in um, 1996. So yeah, maybe revisiting a law when there was only like 4 million people using the internet. <laughs> well, I don't even mean that. I just meant more like if we got rid of... Lots has changed. If, if we changed YouTube <laughs> to where, you know, it was less focused on the profit incentive, you know, and the clicks and the ads, and we go back to the uh, the OG YouTube, where it was just like a cool place to serve videos. And there wasn't really that algorithm there. I mean, maybe there was when it first came out. I don't really remember. But, you know, it, it, it was just videos. Like if you wanted to see sewing videos, you had to type, you had to type something. Yeah, but this stuff, the, the algorithmic stuff, like, that's always going to happen. Like, you can try to revert back to that. But like, that shit's always going to progress. Because all of that was like part of a natural evolution of what's working, what's making money, what's not making money. Like we, we ended up here because it's where the blind profit incentive led us. Like this is I just the think- unfiltered Randy. And like, we need to lean into like our, our worst impulses because I'm like, saying I, that if it I, didn't I still, recommend videos, you know, I like, still if, think you'd need some levels of censorship and some levels. Yeah. Of, I'm not saying that you wouldn't have censorship. I'm just saying just like filled with child porn. Or just regular. Porn. Yes, I'm not. I'm not talking about like no censorship. I'm just talking about like get rid of the algorithms aspect of it that pushes the new content to you. You know, like hey, oh, you like this, like this. I mean, yeah, I know it's. But when you search sewing, you search sewing, right? Mm-hmm. And you see, you see sewing videos. How does it sort them? Who cares? It gives you just the most recent sewing video. They sure. they would care because they have to. Somebody has to build that. So it just gives you the most recent sewing video. Well, well, let it, let it, let it give me the options to sort it the way I want. Whether it's most okay, recent. Okay, so what are your sort options? Most recent. Yeah. Uh, most. Most. Recent most oh. Most, most relevant. No. Most, most relevant. Nope. Nope. Not most relevant. Most liked. Okay. Most commented. Most liked, liked would be. So, but most liked, it's like okay. So, like now, as as a person We're who's making content, an algorithm guys. As, as a, well, that's what I'm saying. It's all algorithms. It's all like you can't like no, it's, but even, if it's, even if it's as I'm, simple as sort by latest, that's an algorithm. My point is that there's a problem just, with the recommendation I mean, algorithm. I just mean I don't think it should be recommending. Like it, I don't think that's the problem. I not, think the problem is they focus so it's, much. It's, they focus so much time and effort and money to repeat myself on the advertising section of the business. I, I bet more people are working in that branch of YouTube's offices yeah. than on their content moderation. It's the money branch. I can guarantee you. Yeah. Yeah. Their content moderation teams are the first teams to get cut, and Musk is proof of that twitter it's proof of that like Mm -hmm. they they just slash those guys and gals like they don't care because it's not making money if anything 
it's stopping the flow of potentially more engaging tweets or content based on the provocativeness of yeah. said content. You're starting starting to use like his, uh, the report, the flagging button as a signal to boost it in the algorithm. Where it's like, <laughs> it's yeah, that's like, just that shit's fire. This, this is yeah. That, this is that beheading awesome. video is fire, man. That ISIS terrorist video. It's you know you say that, but uh, as a teen. Uh, See the young, cuts on that? Younger than teens, I saw I saw a beheading video as a as mm -hmm. a child, and it was yeah. I, I think we all we it was all engaging. It was it ISIS was, posted. I still kind of have video. nightmares of seeing that. It was like yeah. terrible. It faces the death was like a big thing when we were kids. Remember? I, like you'd rent remember. those. Oh it, yeah, no, I didn't. I hate those things. Yeah, well, it was a big thing. I didn't like it either. I didn't. I didn't want to watch the George Floyd thing, but it was like shoved down my throat. I would actually. I would like, actually say that pre, yeah. pre like this, it was actually easier like for the middle school me to find fucked up shit online than it is yeah. now. So the algorithms have gotten a little bit better in some ways. Then, <laughs> right? Like we're like that's what, like like to, yeah. to to weed out the particularly like fucked up yeah, shit. Egregious, yeah. Because the yeah. algorithms are again trained probably by human beings that are forced to watch the most gruesome, disgusting stuff and flag it. But when it comes to these, like, more behavioral... Yeah, content moderator is the only occupation with a higher suicide rate than dentists. I just made that up. <laughs> An ISIS training video, for instance. Some subtle radicalization. Something that gets you thinking if you're leaning a certain way, you know? Or, it's not illegal to show know, guys I'm running through tires on, and jumping on monkey bars, folks. I'm not even going to pick on, like, Muslim individuals, I'm, Christian individuals, KKK stuff, whatever. The Proud if Boys. You lean a certain them. way. Yeah, Proud Boys. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect, because we're within that white male American bullshit fucking quotient so yeah if you lean a certain way and we know people who lean a certain way and you watch enough content then before you know it, you start the slippery slope where you start bringing you start blaming uh women or trans folks or whatever for all your all society's ills and you know the breakup of the family and 80 percent of divorces initiated by women and all of a sudden you're fucking a psycho you know like yeah, yeah 80 percent of divorces are initiated by women yeah, I think it's even higher. Yeah, is that because there's fucking abuse going on? So, <laughs> hey, let's not yeah, it's crazy how that reasons. spiked after it became legal for them to file for divorce. <laughs> Weird. But that happened after it became illegal to beat your wife, right? I mean, Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. No, it's, uh, yeah, usually, no. it's usually predicated by the woman making more money than the man. No. That's what Stephen Crowder would have would convince you. Get good, idiot. Make more money what than are you me. Doing? I don't care. <laughs> go, go, fucking grind. get <laughs> on your grind, money. dumbass. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Put up or shut up. Do you have any idea how many bears I made at Build a Bear today? And <laughs> I get home and you're just on your computer. She's like, oh, I make four hundred thousand dollars a year. You don't need to work there anymore. I'm paraphrasing um, a tweet. Anything? Any? Any other? Anything no, else? I got nothing else. I don't know. I'm kind of depressed about this because I'm thinking about the ISIS beheading videos that my. Uh, middle school friend sent me. Oh, yeah, God. it is terrible. really. I don't really even think mine was ISIS because it was way earlier or whatever it was. Think, I've no, seen the mine, fucking. You know, I was I was kind of touching on this earlier, but like those videos, you were saying middle school you it was easier to find, but it was really easy for us to find too because there wasn't it wasn't just YouTube. You know that now it's almost like YouTube is kind of like it's either YouTube or Reddit, right? Like that's where you're going to find stuff. But it used to be like so many different sites. I mean, Newgrounds was a big one, or mm -hmm. uh, God, there was another one that had a bunch of stuff. I can't remember it, but there was like there were several of these types of sites that had all this gruesome shit on it. We we make a lot of fun about you know the YouTube kids video where it's like Elsa and Spider Man and they're together and they're both pregnant. Like how fucked up it is that like that's what three year olds watch. But yeah, looking back on it, no, that's nothing. The, the little pocket of that that I happened to like grow up in, like the shit that kids that would be sending around. Ones. The yeah. shit that kids would be sending around to each other, fucking insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and no, we I, we are in a very and, similar situation. Yeah. And I and I think that like our generation when we were younger, I think the shit that we were passing around was probably even more insane than the stuff that you guys were passing. Probably, around. yeah. You know, because like all it, on DVD though. Or, no, it wasn't like when the when the internet first came out, man. I just remember like there was some bad stuff on there. Oh well, yeah, it was the total some wild west. Really bad stuff. No, I'm telling you, man, the first three websites, it was probably uh, some message forum about ham radio, uh, a search engine, and then a porn site. I mean, it's like, yeah, porn and, was be like and beheading right videos. The there were more porn sites. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you, it was hard to avoid the porn sites. I'm mostly talking so about, like, many. the wildly, I'm talking about, like, the wildly violent, like, 
oh yeah wildly violent stuff. yeah like, like the porn stuff like yeah whatever but the the well, obviously the like the, with it's like yeah unconsensual bullshit like that's obviously beyond the pale I, uh but i recall the, like because putting you in middle school which i don't know exactly which year that was but i can kind of figure it out doing the math early early i 2010s. remember i remember when isis posted that video i'm, yeah. I'm absolutely certain i think we're thinking about the same ISIS, one yeah yeah there was an isis video that was posted of a journalist getting his head yeah. cap, you know getting his head chopped off and the guy's like you know gave his little message i think even spoke the isis fighter whatever radical spoken english and mm-hmm. it was it, he actually didn't even have that thick of an accent like it was yeah. like american english you know and it was mine was different was like i i yeah. i'm gonna describe it and i know this is terrible but i'm gonna do it anyway but mine was like all it was was basically like a close-up of some dude's head and they had him you know kind of like back like this and basically you know it was in a different language and then they had one of those like big like rambo knives mm-hmm. and they just like jabbed it like, right into there and then just cut it out and like just blood i was like jesus fucking oh, christ i was probably like 14 yeah it's like free Jesus. speech man <laughs> yeah, free speech so uh, charlie well, that's that that illegal that's that content is actually like <laughs> illegal content like that's i think the whole point is an augmentation or a review of by congress not by scotus by congress of section 230 our, our fucking system is, is necessary now i'm not stupid. sure if the regulation would be Maybe some of these, uh, like YouTubes of the world, have to dedicate so much of their budgets to content moderation or something. I'm just spitballing here, but there should be some meaningful change that changes the direction and changes the focus. So someone like Musk can't just walk in and like gut their entire content moderation team. They which should be nas- all- they should be nationalized. That yeah. that is that is well, but but, but, but again, I'm, like I'm talking content mod- steps here. Content moderation <laughs> is still like pretty subjective it is to an but extent i would like to, i would like it to be nationalized so we can vote on it to an extent it's subjective but some things i think could be pretty clearly voted like if it's if call for violence and calls for oppression and stuff like that i think well, i mean even think about like how like how recently like it was actually difficult in most states to even get some resolution for like a revenge porn case like people people could yeah. post your like the like compromising videos and photos of you online without your consent and the legal framework just didn't exist to be able to do anything about it. And now with like the deep fake AI porn shit, you don't have to be aware of that even existing. Like you didn't even have to be in it. You don't have to be, somebody could just use your likeness explicitly mm-hmm. invoke your likeness and uh, make you do anything and distribute it. And, and, and so I, I think that is like a place where like our existing frameworks and laws have just no way to interface with yeah, it's kind of like, I, I like those videos point. those videos that you sent me of joe biden and obama yeah, funny. and they're funny well, they're not having they're also... sex with each other <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just be. playing cod zombies they, they could be but, but, Minecraft. but what's you know you send me those things and i laugh because they're fucking funny but at the same time very good in the back it's the of only my good head. use of ai generative ai yeah. for in the back right. of my head i'm like this this is not going to be good in no the and it's getting two, two years from now like i don't think you'll be able to tell the difference between yeah. them actually point, other though, than Carl, the, the context as far as the subjectiveness of it i do agree to an extent i mean tennessee just passed a law i'm not sure if it's absolutely passed but the republican congress of tennessee the state congress just passed a law that's outlawing drag shows drag yeah. queen shows yeah so how, yeah. how do they define that just like dancing in clothes no, i thought I'm, wait, I'm just no, going no, no, back no. to, to thought, carl's point about i thought like, they weren't the, i thought they weren't outlawing it they they were they wanted them to be marked as adult content okay well in the headline that i saw it said out loud but, no maybe you know, it's a different state that's doing the it, adult content it's not, well i mean in florida deal. in florida though they're doing this thing where it's like if you call somebody a bigot they can sue you <laughs> yeah so so yeah it's 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 a weird it's a weird place yeah. but i do think when it comes to like these radicalization kind of things we are further from a subjective place than we need to be in a lot of instances i mean both of these cases the victims families are suing because these people are killed yeah you know? mm-hmm. and they have direct connection to the individuals that killed them yeah being radicalized by yeah. youtube or twitter like i mean that's no that makes sense yeah that, i mean that's that that's i yeah. that would be i absolutely understand like i get it yeah. and I, I get it yeah but mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think honestly like in these cases like if somebody got killed and you can connected to uh that i mean hopefully they they get something out of it yeah uh real quick note as far as the scotus is concerned it looks like they're probably punting 
this back down to the lower court to get more clarification. Doesn't seem like there's the numbers to actually overturn Section 230. I mean, it's Republican run and most of the Republicans, uh, Gorsuch and uh, uh, who was quoted and uh, Kavanaugh, both are on record of protecting the law. So it doesn't look like it's going anywhere, um, but we will update our listeners uh, in the summer when it's uh, revealed. Yeah, see, then, then. that was a deep enough dive. Uh, <laughs> on that. Until then, we have a voicemail that you can join Charlie and Katie. Katie didn't choose to use the service, but uh, it's at wedocrime.com slash voicemail. And we have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at wedocrime that you can watch our subjectively pretty pieces. They're objectively pretty. So we have to protect our genius. We're not selling anybody's data. Now watch this drive. I have a son. He's 10 years old. He has computers. He is so good with these computers. Now watch, now watch this drive.